Want to make learning to read fun for your homeschooler? Check out Reading Eggs. It's the multi-award winning online reading curriculum for ages 2 to 13, covering phonics, sight words, comprehension, and more. Plus, it is backed by scientific research and trusted by over 20 million users. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at readingeggs.com and get instant access to hundreds of lessons, worksheets, ebooks, and detailed reports. It's kids safe, certified, ad-free, and full of exciting rewards. Your middle school and your high school kids are not the same people that they used to be. They are developing their own interests. They may be considering potential career paths or even exploring potential career paths. And truth be told, they're probably thinking about what their life's going to be like after graduation. So what do you do as the parent when you get to this phase of the journey? We're going to talk about that today. Welcome to the Homeschooler's Handbook, your go-to resource for all things homeschooling. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just beginning your journey, this podcast is designed with you in mind. I'm Jen, your host, veteran homeschool mom, and owner of Top Pigs Homeschool Curriculum Fair. Whether you're seeking guidance on curriculum choices, looking for inspiration to rekindle that enthusiasm, or simply want to connect with a community that understands your challenges and joys, The Homeschooler's Handbook is for you. I'm glad you're here. So I have a question box in the Facebook group for people to anonymously submit questions or topics that they'd like to hear on this podcast. And today we are going to answer the question of homeschooling middle school and high school. Where and how do I start? First and foremost, y'all, relax. Seriously, relax. Honestly, you haven't screwed them up thus far, and you're going to do just fine. So I have nine points or tips, so to speak, uh, to give you today that I hope encourage you and hopefully help to put your mind at ease. This is definitely a unique, pivotal, exciting time that comes with its own sets of challenges uh, and joys, but homeschooling middle school and high school both. Um, It's like entering a new chapter in your homeschool story. So this phase is unique because it may require a little more flexibility like on your part uh, as a family and it also may require uh, tailored approaches and probably even more so it requires a keen understanding of your child's changing educational needs and interests. So out of the nine things, this is number one, their educational needs change. They are developing their own interest. They may be considering or exploring potential career paths. Um, And truth be told, they're starting to think about life after graduation. It's not just about us imparting knowledge to them at this point. It's about helping them to develop critical thinking skills, uh, encouraging them to become more self-directed and trying new things. 
tailoring the curriculum for your child at this point is probably more um, crucial than ever. Because while the basics are essential, those core four, you may find that your middle schooler or high schooler um, thrive with a more specialized approach. And so now is like the time to also really dig in and explore their passions, whether that means deep diving into science, whether it's delving into literature or learning a new language. This is, it's about recognizing your child's changing needs, adapting your approach and preparing them for life, not just academically. Number two, set educational goals. That sounds so simple, I know. And I know you've heard this in regards to probably every area of life over the years, but here's why it's so crucial when it comes to your child's education. It's like having a roadmap for their academic journey. So goals help us to stay on track. They keep things challenging yet achievable, and they make sure that we cover all the necessary bases. We can all agree that every kiddo is unique. Even if it's siblings in the same house, you've got totally two different kids or totally three different kids. And the same goes for their educational needs and goals. So when you set goals for your child, um, I encourage you to consider their interests, their strengths, and what their future plans are. Are they passionate about science? Do they have a knack for writing? Um, when you when their goals match these aspects, they they will thrive. They will stay engaged and they will thrive. I know you've heard of the of the term smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. I had to think about that. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound, and or timely. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm not always a fan of this method, but when it comes to education, this framework in itself can be a game changer. So instead of setting vague goals like improve my math uh, or you know improve your math score, try and um, be more specific. Um, try to complete two chapters or not try, but complete two chapters of algebra by the end of the semester. And when those goals are clear, they're trackable, and it keeps everyone accountable. Number three, balance the core subjects and electives. So this is the nitty-gritty. Balance is key. How many times have we heard that in life? Uh, but balance is key. And yes, we want to cover the core subjects, but do not forget the power of electives, whether it's they take a coding class or learn a foreign language or art history, the electives, the, that can be what can, that can be the spice that makes their learning truly enjoyable. It also allows, um, it can uncover hidden talents that you didn't know that your child had that he may not know that he had. You know, he may be a heck of an artist. Well, he doesn't know unless he, like, tries it. So try them. You know, put uh, put some options out there to your kids and see, let them choose. I mean, let them, let them choose what they uh, think they'll be interested in because uh, that leads me to number four. Actually, that was a good segue. Involve your child. 
Um, I encourage you, ask your kid for their inputs. What do they want to achieve academically? Is there anything that they are excited about or want to learn about? Um, when kids have a say in their goals or what they um, get to learn about, um, they're, they're going to be more motivated. They're going to take ownership of that. And I, I truly encourage you to try that. If you have not done that, um, you know, give, I don't mean give your kid a choice of, do you want to do your math today or not? I don't necessarily, we're not going, we're not going there on this, on this episode. Um, but I mean like give, give your kid a choice on, you know, what, what electives, um, they, they want to try. And I really, really think you will just see a spark in them. Number five, adapt as needed. Just like with the rest of life, flexibility is going to be the name of the game. So you get rocking through the school year, be open to adjusting those goals, be open to adjusting them based on or because of uh, your child's progress or their evolving interest and have no shame, no guilt in Y'all, sometimes life just happens. And does it mean that we failed if we didn't meet a goal? No. You can adapt. Adapt as needed. So being adaptable will, um, one, take some pressure off of you, take some pressure off your kid, uh, and it will just ensure a positive but productive experience. You know, don't, uh, don't allow things to be used as excuses by any means, but just know that sometimes, sometimes we have to back up and punt and sometimes we just need to, to adjust and adapt as needed. Number six, navigate your curriculum options. This in itself could be a whole series of podcast episodes, which it may be before it's over. So first of all, let's just have a moment of silence for the vast sea of curriculum options that are out there. Holy moly. I mean, what a blessing, right? And goodness knows, uh, it's a whole new world from what it was even 15, 20 years ago. And I can only imagine how different it is for those who were homeschooling in the 80s. We have everything today from traditional textbooks to online classes. Um, truly the choices are endless. Like that is, that is not just a saying that is not cliche. That is God honest truth. They, they're endless. Not to mention the good old internet. I mean, hello, there's a trove, trove of online resources there. I mean, at our fingertips. Y'all hear me beating this horse over and over and I'm just going to keep beating it. Bless him. I cannot stress enough the importance of knowing and understanding your child's learning style. Yes, even at this age, even middle school, even high school, and chances are it's evolved over the years. If even at this age, I mean, if if your child is a visual learner and they're expected to sit and read a textbook half the day, they're going to feel like they failed before they got started. And so are you. When your child's curriculum matches their learning style, learning is going to be so much more fun for them. Not to mention effective. 
maybe I should say it's going to be so much more effective, not to mention fun. But I'll be the first to acknowledge that sometimes the perfect curriculum does not exist for every subject. The perfect curriculum for every child does not exist for every subject. And that's where supplementary materials come in. Uh, whether it's documentaries or educational podcasts or hands-on projects. I just encourage you to to be open, to stay open to exploring outside that traditional curriculum box to give your child the learning experience that he or she needs. Number seven, we're, we're rounding the corner, y'all. Stick with me. These last few are really good. Number seven, life skills are important. These are the practical skills that go beyond the textbooks, that go beyond the test. These are the skills that are going to prepare your middle school child, your high school child for the challenges and for the opportunities that life throws their way. So what am I referring to when I say life skills? I want you to think financial literacy, time management, communication, problem solving, basic household skills. Um, these are the building blocks for a well-rounded individual. And isn't that our goal in life to raise thriving, well-rounded kids? Um, the beauty of homeschooling, obviously, is that you can integrate these into your daily life. You know, cook dinner. There's a lesson in math there. Nutrition, collaboration, plan a budget for a family outing or vacation. Hello, financial literacy. Um, it's all about making learning a part of everyday life. Number eight, I told you we're rounding the corner. Extracurricular activities are important. When I say extracurricular activities, I am, these are more like a cousin to the electives that I spoke of earlier. Here I'm thinking sports, I'm thinking dance, I'm thinking gymnastics, martial arts. These are the activities that um, they're going to add a layer of richness to your child's education. They are also going to help to provide a break from the academic routines. These two can help your child discover a natural or hidden talent I uh, want you to remember that the aim here is to create a well-rounded educational experience. These activities aren't necessarily just one more thing to do. They can provide valuable opportunities uh, for com improving communication skills, for teamwork, and for leadership development. And I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this is just one more thing I've got to do. I, you know, I'm, I'm so focused on math. I'm so focused on history. And I just encourage you. It's about, it's about finding the right rhythm for your family. Just simply prioritize and schedule and make sure that there is a healthy balance between the structured learning and the freedom to explore. And who gets to choose what the healthy balance is? You do. Number nine, understand the importance of independence. Becoming independent, becoming more self-governed. That is a crucial aspect to our child's education. 
as the parent, you want to do hashtag all the things for them. Or you may be worried that they're feeling like you just dumped them off. Like they've got to figure things out on their own. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. But you have got to find that sweet spot. One way to do this is to encourage self-directed learning. Give your middle schooler, your high schooler, the tools to take charge of their education. Uh, this might mean setting up a dedicated workspace or study space, um, teaching and reinforcing time management skills, or guiding them to explore topics of interest independently. At the end of the day, communication is key here. You, as the parent, you set clear expectations about responsibilities, about the academic goals, and when everyone's on the same page, it becomes easier for your child to take the reins. While you're always there to provide the necessary support and the guidance, but balancing freedom and accountability, it, it can be like walking a tightrope. I just encourage you as the parent to continue to provide that freedom for your child to explore, to make choices, to pursue their interests, but also to establish a system of accountability to ensure their progress, to ensure their completion of essential tasks. And celebrate their effort, celebrate their persistence, and celebrate them learning from their mistakes. This will not only fuel their independence, but also their resilience. Just keep an eye on their progress. If you notice that they're struggling or getting overwhelmed, you know, that's when you know you step in with the support that they need. And it's a, it's a delicate dance, so to speak. Um, you know, you're, you're trying to encourage independence. But again, we as parents, we so many times we don't want to see our kids fall or fail. Um, but with practice, again, you will find that rhythm that works for your family. Just remember, if you remember anything from this episode, remember that none of this is a one-size-fits-all situation. It differs between families. It can all differ between siblings in the same house. It's about empowering your student, empowering your child to take charge of their learning journey, their learning experience, while you are always there to provide the guidance and the support that they may need. Thanks again for listening to the Homeschoolers Handbook. If you haven't already, hit subscribe so you're notified of each week's new episode. And if you would, leave us a review on iTunes. These reviews will help other homeschool parents like you find us. And then join us in the Facebook group, Top Picks Homeschool Curriculum Fair. We have an incredible community of homeschool families there, and we would love to have you be a part.